Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. China covered up what they knew. They could have kept it in Wuhan. Instead, it became a pandemic. China's cover-up directly led to this crisis. The coronavirus is behind us. We need to get back to work. Athletic teams or sports designated for females are open to females. Biology, not based on ideology. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome in. It is News and Views. Tom, Benny, Clark, and you. And a point of personal privilege before we get into the news. Uh, a lot of you are excited about our concert on the Commons, which was supposed to begin tomorrow night. Uh, it is being rescheduled. According to uh, the weather forecast, there's like a 90% chance of rain tomorrow. So even if it wasn't raining when the concert were going to start, it's an outdoor concert. It's going to be soaking wet. So we are going to reschedule to a later date in June. It will be announced. The Embers are going to be there. Greg Willard and the Embers will be the featured first band. We'll let you know in the coming days when that date is. But uh, save your lawn chairs. Save your uh, suntan lotion. You're not going to need suntan lotion tomorrow. It's going to be pouring down rain. But we will reschedule that. Lots to talk about today. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to lead with this story. The News and Observer is reporting that Wake County deputy was shot with an assault, uh, an assault rifle during an eviction in a Raleigh apartment. You know, I was reading this article, and I was looking online at some of the video and the photographs, and it looked like a pretty nice-looking um, apartment complex. Yeah, I mean, it, did. it, it didn't look like it was... You know, in the poor side of town. I mean, it was. It looked fairly upscale. Sergeant Ronald Waller is still in surgery Wednesday afternoon at Wake Med. Uh, sheriff Gerald Baker said he was at work for the sheriff's office for over 20 years. The incident occurred at an apartment on Torquay Crossing in the River Birch Apartments, uh, which is just off of Old Wake Forest Road. The suspect has been taken into custody. Uh, we do not have a name for the suspect. You know, and back in 2020, a sheriff's deputy in South Carolina was fatally shot while serving an eviction notice. And that's what uh, Sergeant Waller was doing at this apartment, serving an eviction notice. Somebody got a uh, a uh, AK-47, apparently, was the, uh, was the gun that was used. Uh, the sergeant was shot, apparently, twice in the, twice in the leg. And... Uh, it sounds like it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very serious. Sounds like it's not necessarily life-threatening, but uh, could change your lifestyle significantly. Obviously, it's very significant for Ronald Waller and his family and uh, the officers close to him. So um, I, my question is this, though. Here you've got another police officer, another law enforcement officer shot in the line of duty. You think there'll be any protest demanding <laughs> justice for Sergeant Sergeant uh, Ronald Waller? I bet it won't be mentioned on the nightly news tonight. But what is mentioned in the news hourly on liberal casts, newscasts, these uh, rallies against the deputy-involved shooting of a drug dealer in Elizabeth City who was attempting to run over law enforcement officers with his car. Mm -hmm. They are rallying across the state for this guy. The Tuesday afternoon rallies were organized by Repairers of the Breach. The North Carolina Council of Churches 
and bridge. I guess that's part of the Be the Bridge, which is uh, basically critical race theory. The group say they want accountability following the April shooting of Andrew Brown Jr. Pasquatank uh, County NAACP President Keith Rivers said Wednesday protesters are taking a delegation to Raleigh to meet with the governor and Josh Stein and members of the Legislative Black Caucus. Uh, they're calling for a full body cam footage to be released. I, I thought it was released. I, mean, I thought what, so, too. Yeah. What more are you going to see that you haven't seen? I mean, it's been released, and it shows that Brown, a wanted felon, was trying to, with a long rap sheet, was attempting to flee the scene, and he was willing to run over sheriff's deputies in order to leave the scene. <laughs> if anything, it, it verifies that the deputies were following the law. Yeah, and, and you know he's prior convictions of you know drug felony, felony drug convictions. Um, Fentanyl, probably. I I think this particular warrant was based on selling heroin laced with fentanyl, which will kill people, and just which a, probably did kill people. And another local case that I won't get into of of another young person dying from drugs laced with fentanyl, and it's just and here we are protesting. That the police was do, were doing their job. Now, now maybe they didn't follow procedure. I don't know, but at the same time, if you watch that video, <laughs> the guy was a threat. He was yeah. a threat. Well, by, nothing by has come. Line. Nothing has come out that that I know of that they are have been. No, look. I think when you do, if something like this happens, you you go in and you review, and you commend and you tweak. Obviously, you do those kind of things. But I haven't heard anything come out that says, oh, you know, there was. There was, you know, basically a a, uh, a, lot, a lot of mistakes made. No, I didn't hear that from uh, of the officers that were involved. Well, one of the protesters in this, I, I can't remember which one, but they stated that, you know, they wanted to go to Raleigh and lobby the governor and the attorney general. Right. And special cases like this for the attorney general to take over and investigate. Well, right. Okay, what's the special case here? The fact, are we, every time there's a black person shot that's being served a, a felony warrant, um, or is that the only time we're going to investigate? I mean, what do they want? Would they be Would they be requesting that same thing if it was a white man that was shot? Well, are they going to request that of the sergeant who was shot yeah, yeah. up in in? Uh, now, and granted, they're saying, well, it wasn't a police officer that shot someone. A police officer got shot, uh, and then, and here you have a police officer who is, as far as I know, has an impeccable record, twenty years. Uh, with the Wake County Sheriff's Office, where, 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 why aren't we having a big protest there? Why aren't we having a, a vigil for him? And I'm, you know, I'm more, I'm more reserve my judgment until this case is completely done. I mean, we, we know what the News Observer said about serving the eviction paper, but you know, something else could have happened. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But every time these race baiters. Every time there's some a person shot, and it it happened about ten times last year in America. Every time they immediately assume something was done wrong. Big money, it's big money. Follow the money. Who who was the guy that was up in Elizabeth City? Uh, he had to have paid race baiter Al Sharpton to come. Oh, in. Ben Crump. Yeah, Ben Crump. Yeah, he he will. I mean, the the guy is a millionaire based off of race baiting. He he had already landed in Ohio. 
And when the video was released of the shooting of in Ohio, Columbus, in Columbus, Ohio, when the policeman shot the girl that was getting ready to stab another girl, when that video was released, he t- hightailed yeah. out of there. Yeah. Find there's me no another money, case. There's no money there. Find me another ambulance to chase. <laughs> uh, on a lighter note, Mike Krzyzewski is going to retire after this uh, upcoming 21-22 season. John Shire, the... Uh, who played for Mike, I guess, how many years ago was that? A That's, while back. Yeah, uh, back in, uh, no. Probably see. last 12 or 15 years, maybe. I, hmm, time flies by. Yeah. Anyway. He was a, he was it, a shooting guard for him. I remember that. He is projected to uh, take over for Duke after the upcoming season. Uh, Krzyzewski, uh, well, listen, sports writers all over America are very happy that they don't have to look up to how to spell his name anymore. They'd be happy about that. Uh, he turns 74 in Feb- in, yeah, next February, the second-longest tenured coach in NCAA Division I, 1,170 wins and counting since he started as the uh, head coach of Army in 1975. You know, people forget, but when he came down to Duke, that first couple years when Dean Smith was beating him game after game, year after year, well, I shouldn't say year after year, but those first couple seasons for, for Mike Krzyzewski at Duke were, were not fun. I mean, they were ready to run him out of there. Well, yeah, and, and on paper, um, on paper, I think, was it, um, was the AD, was it, uh, was it Butter, what's the AD at Duke, Butter Butterfield, Butterworth, I can't remember his name, Butters, Tom Butters, is that it, maybe? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Okay, anyway. Where's but, Patrick Johnson when you need him? But at the time that he hired Mike Krzyzewski, just on paper, like, that's kind of a head-scratcher hire, actually. I mean, he didn't have a great resume, I mean, other than the fact that he played for Bobby Nine. I mean, and, and, but, yeah, and, but, yeah. that, but that's still not a coaching resume. No. And and kind of the same thing, the University of North Carolina back in the uh, – yeah, when, when Dean Smith came when in. When Dean yeah, Smith hired They hung him in effigy. Yeah, and he wasn't a slam-dunk hire either. So, um, Mike Krzyzewski, though, uh, has got a winning percentage of 76.4%. Uh, he's he's up there. Roy Williams has got him just by uh, a little bit, 77.4%. Less wins. Uh, of course, Roy retired this last year. Uh, Dean Smith, 776 uh, Adolph Rupp, though, he's up there, 82.2%. Well, I think these older coaches, um, I mean, I, I don't know how many more years Coach K or Roy Williams going to coach anyway, but this whole new transfer portal thing, I, I think college basketball may be – completely changing and well how many how many guys has Shashevsky had come in that were one and done and gone and yeah he, and and now you know you just hey you have a bad day at practice you don't like what a coach is hey you just transfer yeah <laughs> you know don't have to sit out so uh, it's it's going to change college basketball carolina journal is reporting that the individual that donald not donald trump well how, how do I get Donald Trump and Roy Cooper mixed up? That Roy Cooper the wanted hair. to <laughs> the hair. <laughs> they both have nice hair. Uh, Roy Cooper nominated an individual to uh, take over the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality. Uh, the the guy that was there was his name Reagan. Uh, he went up to uh, yeah, work Biden. for Biden. Yeah, yeah, for the EPA. I yeah, think. Michael Reagan. I think Michael his name Reagan. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he went up there. So this gal that uh, is being nominated uh, to the North Carolina Department of uh, Environmental Quality, um, 
Dion Deligati. Uh, she's been given the Knicks from the uh, committee. Now, it will go to the full Senate. But what was really interesting about this, and uh, Paul Newton headed up that committee, and uh, he was saying, you know, there, there are two pipelines that are proposed to come into North Carolina bringing in natural gas. And right now, we are close in North Carolina. In fact, projections are in North Carolina that if we don't get an additional pipeline in here, we're basically going to be tapped out. Mm. That the current pipeline that comes in, we've just basically got one gas pipeline that brings in all the natural gas for the entire state. And uh, its its capacity is going to be maxed out come 2022. So there's this new pipeline they're trying to bring in. When they were, when the North Carolina Senate was questioning this Dion Delegati, asking her about the pipeline, what she knew about it, she said, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> and as the Carolina Journal was reporting, North Carolina relying now on a single pipeline for its natural gas making it uniquely vulnerable to disruptions, shortages, and even nefarious problems like we saw just a couple of weeks ago in North Carolina when the Colonial Pipeline computers were hacked and we had uh, lines at the gas stations. I mean, we need this even if hacking wasn't an issue. But at least if we had an additional pipeline with additional company, and there's apparently another pipeline that they're working on as well, now, she says she knows nothing about it, and uh, Norm Sanderson from uh, Pamlico County said North Carolina's future, not to mention lights, heat, air conditioning, and millions of homes, is at risk because of the state's full reliance on a single natural gas pipeline. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. That I don't care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't make, or whatever, it doesn't make any sense at all that you would not want, I mean, and, and you know, hit the key word right now in the Biden administration is infrastructure, that you would not want this infrastructure there. But yet her agency, the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality, on one of these projects, the uh, Southgate project, they were asking for a permit for the pipeline, and it was denied. Because they said, well, there might be some uh, environmental issues with water. So basically, you're going to be freezing your butts off. I mean, look, this is going to happen. If we don't proactively make sure that we have the infrastructure here in North Carolina to provide for our energy needs, you're going to have some people with their fannies freezing come a cold winter, yeah. not too far mm -hmm. down the road. Why would Cooper not be all in on this. I mean, if there was ever a issue that ought to have bipartisan support, it is this one. I have the answer. Give me the answer. Prior to her appointment as the DEQ secretary, she was with the Environmental Defense Fund. Yeah, there you go. I mean, any Democrat candidate is a puppet to the Environmental Defense Fund in America. <laughs> well, listen, kudos she was there for six years. Kudos to this committee that said no to her. Because I am sick and tired, and we've seen it, you know, with the Biden administration. 
and, and his nominees for cabinet positions. They get up there before these Senate committees and they lie through their teeth. Mm-hmm. And we all know they're lying. They know they're lying. Everybody knows they're lying. The media knows they're lying. But they sit there and lie. And you got a lot of rhinos that sit there and nod their head. You got the Susan Collins and the Lisa Murkowski's of the world who sit there and nod their head. You've got a handful of Republicans that say, no, we're not. No, we're not going there. We're not. Voting. I don't care. This this might be Biden's choice, but this person is lying through their teeth. Kudos to this committee in the North Carolina State Senate that said, no, we're not. We're not putting up with this. I, I, you know, I wonder what these people I mean, what do they really think? I mean, what, or tomorrow, if the pipeline goes down, I mean, this state runs on natural gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, so what's going to happen, like you said, in the dead of winter if this happens? Well, they're saying right now the national, the natural gas that comes into the state of North Carolina is paid for, consumed, it's gone. In, yeah. in other words, it's, it's like trying to go out and buy ammunition right now. Before you can get in line at the store to buy it, somebody else in front oh, of yeah. you has bought it. All, all the natural gas is consumed. We're tapped out if we don't bring it. The, now, there's plenty of natural gas out there. But you got to get to us. You know, it's got to come through a pipeline, right? And if we don't have the pipeline, there's not going to be any natural gas. There's a little bit in North Carolina and various places, but not a, not a great deal. Well, um, this would come from the Marcellus, Pennsylvania, uh, I think. Pennsylvania yeah, Ohio, pipeline. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Anyway, um, kudos to uh, Paul Newton and uh, denying Delegati's appointment. Of course, Cooper's people say, "Oh, she's eminently qualified." Yeah, to uh, to be a liberal, <laughs> to work against well, environmental issues. Environmental Defense Fund. I mean, Th- that says it all. That would be like the Republicans nominating uh, for the state uh, treasurer or something, which that's elected position. Uh, someone that served at the NRA for ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, lots more to talk about, and uh, there is some other good news about fight back when it comes to critical race theory. We'll talk about that when we get back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. 26 minutes past the top of the hour. Taking a look at your weather forecast. Showers likely tonight. A 60% chance of rain tonight. A low around 69. More showers tomorrow. Chance of rain is 70% with a high of 83. More on tomorrow night. A, uh, six, a low of 69 and, again, a 70% chance of rain. Looks like between now and Friday. And we're looking at probably close to two inches of rain. So the uh, the drought looks like it's uh, going to come to an end. Well, it's pretty predictable because, you know, when they see the baseball <laughs> regional, the truth. here comes the rain. That is the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's why we lost to South Carolina a few years ago. Yeah. and um, because, Now, if you remember, because I was at that game and I was that, that whole regional series. And uh, who was our ace pitcher that year? He He had started the game was pitching well, a big thunderstorm came up in like the second or third inning, and I think ECU was, it was either uh, nothing, nothing, or ECU was ahead by a run or two. You're probably thinking about when we lost to Wilmington. We were ahead, I think, five nothing, and Agnos was pitching, and a five-hour rain delay came back. And but, uh, yeah, but maybe, but it was South Carolina that ended up winning it all. I think yeah, you're South, right. Yeah, they, yeah South yeah. Carolina beat us 4-2. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've been to every regional East Carolina has ever had here and hosted locally in Kinston and Wilson. I've been to some on the road, and I think everyone but maybe one or two 
has had serious rain issues. Well, we're going to have some. <laughs> Here, the good news is the rain uh, dissipates by the week. I mean, there's a chance of rain, but the chance of rain on Saturday and Sunday drops down to about 20%. Here's so. my prediction. It's going to clear out of here about Friday morning. They might delay the start of the game a couple hours. They'll get both games in Friday. So you're going to be going to the game at noon on Friday, and then you're driving over to the uh, convention center. That's what I plan to do. So you're going to give us an update on the game. Mm -hmm. We will be over at the North Carolina GOP convention Friday afternoon. And I got some good good names lined up. Uh, We have confirmed... The lieutenant governor, he'll be with us, and we're working on a couple of other good names to uh, sit in with us on uh, Friday afternoon. So looking forward to that. I emailed Christy none, but she hadn't responded. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm just I'll kidding. circle back on that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is uh, That in is the, news. the big red flag. Yeah, you're the big red flag. <laughs> you dope. <laughs> uh, he's getting roasted. He is his big red flag is getting roasted. Uh, the Washington Post and BuzzFeed have gone through the channels of the Freedom of Information Act and have gotten a lot of Fauci's emails released. And uh, this whole mask thing, which we knew was a load of garbage, uh, it is a load of garbage. Uh, he wrote, "Masks are really for infected people to protect them from spreading infection to people who are not infected." rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring the infection. He wrote to Sylvia Burwell, Obama's former HHS secretary. Why is he even corresponding with Obama's HHS secretary? That's what I want to know. (laughs) He's in the tank. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore, he said, is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. Maybe that's why he came back later and said you'd have to have two of them on. But stop and consider this. Did I mention this on the air yesterday? My, my grandson, on Friday, won an award, and they had the whole thing on Zoom. Oh, yeah. They were all masked. All these yes. kids were masked. Mm-hmm. All these kids were masked. And they have known all along that, uh, first of all, kids can't spread it. I mean, the chance of them spreading it is like 0%. And, and yet they have all these kids still today are over there in the schools in masks. Virtue signaling. Fear. When you get people have fear, you control them. Yeah, and, and, and they want to control. Senator Rand Paul shared two words in response to the news of the unearthed emails from Anthony Fauci. It was uh, very Trump-like. Simply said, told you. <laughs> you know exactly what the source is. Yeah. <laughs> the source China. of the line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I mean that's that's the other thing that these emails are revealing, you know his his double talk on where the virus came from. I he, he like this guy knew Bloom well. It didn't come from bats. Well, I know this sounds like a conspiracy, and I've kind of alluded to it before, but I believe everything in life can be explained with the mighty dollar. Follow the money. Oh, there's there's no doubt. He, he, and when he got the, some bucks off. And this. when the most recent world, um, well, you know, he just released a book yesterday too. Well, when the most recent world GDP numbers were just released, and every major economy in the world has gone down, including the United States, except for China, to me that explains it all. There's no way China could have recovered so quickly if, number one, 
again, I think they've had a vaccine for ages because they knew what the source of the virus was, and it was that Wuhan lab. It would be interesting to find out if uh, Fauci had some put options out there. Yeah, I'd love to see a stock portfolio, a lot of them. Um, there was one scientist, a woman by the name of uh, Kristen Anderson. She's a professor of immunology and microbiology at Scripps Research. She emailed Fauci saying, the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the gnome. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, have the response from Fauci back to that. But, uh, yeah, Fauci's credibility is uh, dropping. I, you know, if you have trouble sleeping, though, you might want to get his book. <laughs> well, he's already gotten the money for his book because I, oh, I would yeah. love to see the details on that book. And George Soros probably yeah. bought 100,000 copies up front. What companies bought Yeah, What companies bought it? Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough has ruled that only one more automatic budget reconciliation is permissible this year, dealing a blow to Chucky Schumer and the Democrats, who previously thought they would have two more chances to sidestep Republicans in advancing Biden's agenda. McDonough ruled that a revision to the 2021 budget resolution cannot be automatically discharged from the Senate Budget Committee, meaning Democrats would need at least one Republican on the 11-11 panel to vote with them. Now, what the Republicans will do is they just won't show up. They'll do what they did down in Texas. The Democrats did down in Texas. But this wouldn't be, this would just be the panel. In other words, they couldn't get it out of committee. Or if the Republican, I mean, all they'd have to do is not show up or Republicans just vote against it. They've got two two choices there originally mcdonough came out and said well okay maybe maybe you can have more than one but uh, she came out today and said no no it, it looks like uh if you if you want to get this thing through you're gonna have to combine all your junk your 2.3 trillion for the american jobs plan your 1.8 trillion for the american families plan as well as your expansions of Medicaid and Medicare and prescription drugs, uh, you're going to have to take the whole pile of garbage and put it into one bill and shove it through at one time. So uh, they might be in a quandary. We'll see. Will the Joe Manchins of the world vote for something that overblown? I mean, I'm not saying he won't. But uh, this, this is good news that uh, they're going to have a little bit of a bigger hurdle to uh, cross to get this um, behemoth pile of garbage through. Uh, Joe Manchin was just recently reelected for a six-year term. Is that right? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know so, if it was this last November or two years ago, but yeah. So this may recently. be his last ride, maybe. You think? I don't know. He's got to live in West Virginia, I would think, after it's yeah, all he, done. Yeah, if he's got one, <laughs> if he's got one more election, he'll he'll bow down to whatever the party says. Let's take another time out because I want to get into this uh, critical race theory s- stories that we have, uh, which are really interesting. Got some good audio for us too. So stay with us. We'll be right back.
news and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women, deadly to his enemies, a legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Welcome back in, Tom and Benny and Clark and you. And just heard from House Speaker Tim Moore. He'll be joining us on Friday afternoon at the uh, North Carolina State Convention. We're looking forward to having Tim with us and the Lieutenant Governor and uh, some other folks. We'll see. I'm sure if someone's uh, up for re-election soon, they'll drop by and get on the radio. <laughs> they love us if they're running for office. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Donald Trump might be running. Yeah, He doesn't get there to Saturday night, though. Um, Again, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow night it's going to be pouring down rain. Therefore, the concert on the Common. We're going to have our kickoff concert tomorrow night at the Greenville Town Common. That has now been rescheduled. We will announce the date. It will be later in June. The Embers featuring Greg Woolard. They will be with us. But uh, because it's going to be a wet mess tomorrow at the Greenville Town Common, we are going to uh, reschedule that. But uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know. I, and I know you probably heard advertisements even within the last couple of hours on these stations, but uh, it is going to be rescheduled. A uh, number of stories are out today with parents totally fed up, fed up with the critical race theory equity garbage that is being put forth in our school systems and our public school systems and listen folks i know there are a lot of good teachers out there and we have we have many of them that listen to this show and call in god bless you but the uppity ups on the national state and sometimes even on the county levels, are in line with a progressive liberal agenda that includes critical race theory. Sometimes it's extremely blunt. Other times it's more subtle. The question is, will these people that are pushing critical race theory, are they going to include mom and dad. I mean, listen, the parents are the child's teacher. They get help from paid professionals. In some cases, if you're doing homeschooling, mom and dad are the full-time teacher. Sometimes it's a private school. Sometimes it's a parochial school. Sometimes it's Christian school. Sometimes it's homeschooling. Sometimes it's government schools. But in Loudoun County, Virginia, and this is an ongoing issue up there, I mean, this is like the, the, the capital of the critical race theory arguments. Critical race theory basically enforces or introduces an idea that the sins of our great-grandparents are still here with us, and there's nothing we can do about it, said Fred Reg, a Loudoun County parent. This gentleman is black. Uh, he has two children in the Loudoun County schools, Listen to this audio of he and, and this is this is a black man and his daughter. Listen to the audio talking about how they view critical race theory. 
Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't Daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow. yellow. Right? Black. And and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See? This is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not gonna happen. My baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone, you can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. Well said. That, that, that is well said. And boy, that's so true. Kids, yeah, you go look at little kids playing at the playground oh is he black is he white oh is he is he hispanic oh i didn't know that i just thought he was a little kid <laughs> if if the parents could only have the same attitude that the kids have by the way i want I, we'll, we'll continue with this critical race theory i do want to announce this witn has announced that the, the national weather service has issued a tornado warning for duplin county until 5:45. a confirmed tornado was seen near wallace moving northeast at 20 miles per hour Law enforcement has said the tornado was near Highway 41 and Cornwallis Road. So uh, if you're in that area, uh, beware and uh, take necessary precautions. Um, anyway, uh, getting back to this critical race theory, I, and I, I love that this father is telling his daughters, you don't have to be the victim. Listen, this is what the liberal agenda wants you to think that they are your savior, that you are a victim, that there is no hope for you apart from the except nanny state. For, except through the Democrat Party. Yeah. That's what they want you to believe. Yeah. You're a victim, and, and again, this is a Marxist ideology, and it, it's, it, it's gone on for decades and decades. There's an oppressor. You know whether it's whether it's the owner of the company versus the union, or now it is white versus black. Reg is one of a growing number of parents banding together to support Fight for Schools, a political action committee opposed to CRT. The group is spearheaded by Ian Pryor, a former Trump administration DOJ official and father of two children in Loudoun County Public Schools. Quote, they'll talk about it with different words like equity or culturally responsive learning, but those are really the implementation tools of critical race theory, said Pryor. What you see is a constant reference to white privilege, white supremacy, white fragility, and really focusing on kids not as individuals with their own skills, talents, dreams, and goals, but instead looking at kids through an identity group lens, he said. Concerns over critical race theory in schools have sparked controversies across the country. In Loudoun County, school administrators say CRT is not a part of the curriculum. Critical race theory is not something that is relatable on the K-12 through level. It's not something that's taught in the schools or presented to our students, says Loudoun County Public School Interim Superintendent Scott Ziegler. But listen, <laughs> so he says that, but... According to documents provided by Loudoun County Public Schools, 
the purpose of the culturally responsive framework, which they say we teach in Loudoun County Public Schools, is, quote, to create and guide support of student-centered learning environments with a critical focus on culturally and language diverse students, You'd have no idea what I'm trying to say, do I know exactly uh, what you're trying to say. What, you know, if you're Sadie, you would help me out here. Linguistics. So, well, the linguistics. Thank you. I couldn't get it out. Diverse students that have been marginalized by inequitable systems, LCPS calls for students, staff, families, and other members of our community to engage in the disruption and dismantling of white supremacy, systemic racism, and hateful language and actions based on race, religion, Country of origin, gender identity, sexual orientation, and or ability. Hello, this is CRT. <laughs> what I just read to you, they admit they're teaching, but, oh, but it's not CRT. It's not critical race theory. Well, you know, we, you know, we had this discussion before it was – discussion was in vogue about critical race theory with the local school system that uh, a student was provided uh, with the, um, the quiz program that they work on that was – providing this whole critical race theory back last fall late last summer so this has been going on for a while and and listen i again i want to commend those teachers that are doing a great job don't email me and call me and tell me how hateful i am i I mean it's it's like if you speak against public school systems you're touching the third rail parents go out and find what's going on at your school and be vocal to the school board. Um, what's interesting is Ziegler, the superintendent up there, insists he's not aware of any circumstance where a teacher has crossed the line when interacting with students. However, it was in the Loudoun County Schools just last fall hmm. that a teacher got upset with a student because they showed a picture of two individuals and ask what gender were they student said i don't know and uh, apparently it, it it got very confrontational the um so but he goes on to say ziggler insists he's not aware of any circumstances where a teacher has crossed the line when interacting with students he says the back and forth captured in that video which took place between that teacher and that student concerning gender, took place in a college-level English class. He said when you, I mean, it was taught in their high school, but somehow because it was a college-level English class, it doesn't count, I guess. But he says when you pick out parts of a lesson, it makes it very difficult to give the full context of that, said Ziegler. And here's the interesting thing. So they're, they're saying, oh, you're picking it apart. Just this week, the Loudoun County school system didn't hesitate to give the boot to that phys ed teacher, Tanner mm. Cross, when he said it went against his religious beliefs to refer to males as females and vice versa, which policy 8040 required of him. So are, are you going to pick apart that one thing that he said and fire him over that versus eight years of quality service to the school system? You don't have any problem with picking that apart. We've, we've got some great local teachers, but uh, the, the problem is the administration at the, at the state level, in all these states, they have um, 
you know, filled up these boards of education, the Department of Public Instruction, with people with this, these crazy ideas, and they're forcing it down the teachers' throats what they're doing. I mean, Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor Mark oh, Robinson, yeah. he, he's trying to fight it. Yeah. A mother. Oh, you know what? We got to take a break. Oh, I got some great audio I want to get to. Uh, yeah, you're right. All right, our producer's going nuts. We'll take a break. Uh, hopefully, we'll have time to give you some more audio when we get back. Stay with us. This is your drive at five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk ninety six point three and one zero three seven. And we're not going to have time to get to the audio. I've got I've got some other good pieces of audio. There is a mom in Colorado who spoke before a school board and gave a two and a half minute piece of just excellent explanation of CRT. Maybe we'll play it for you tomorrow. And a mom up in Rhode Island is fearful she is going to be sued strictly because she was trying to find out what the curriculum was in the public school system that he was, she was sending her daughter. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the bullies on the left, this is typical of what they'll do. If you investigate too hard, they're going to threaten and they're going to try to come after you. Mm-hmm. Five six one eight two five five. Patricia, real quickly, we only have about uh, 60 seconds. What's on your mind? Yes, I have some information about critical race theory. Uh, One thing that parents need to be aware of, there is a part of this which is called Panorama. It's a data collection survey. And even if parents opt out and do not want their students to participate, the students will be uh, carried into the principal's office. They'll be asked questions. Oh, Lord, about gender, religion, race, sexuality. Um, They're collecting data about students and their families. Okay, Um, do you know that this is happening in public schools in eastern North Carolina? I mean, I'm not not questioning your your, uh, credibility. I'm just saying, do you have firsthand knowledge of that? Yes, yes. Panorama is being used in Buford County specifically. On the second Thursday of each month in Buford County, we're having meetings educating parents about critical race theory um is that the king chicken six o'clock in washington uh june and july we will have uh special presentations about critical race theory if people are okay patricia we're out of time give us a call back i want to i want to hear more about uh, those meetings at uh, king chicken hey thanks for being with us uh lots to talk about that we didn't get to we had about a two-hour program and had to squeeze it into an hour um, and by the way, don't forget, again, that uh, Concert on the Commons for tomorrow night is being postponed. It'll be later in June. We'll announce when that will be. Uh, we'll be back with you again tomorrow. We'll play a little political trivia. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.